in two weeks. Uh, we have our, our every first Saturday of the month, we meet at a restaurant. We've been meeting at, at uh, Bob Evans the last few times. We're going to switch it up, go to Steak and Shake again. And uh, the, their cheap, you know, breakfasts aren't that expensive, but it's uh, a week from Saturday at 8 a.m. And then church is at 10 uh, for prayer if you, you know, to make that. And so just a, a little plug that gives you a couple weeks to get that in order. And uh, awesome, you can get some, uh, man, that's a lot of food. You can get for like six bucks a steak and shake. And for like four bucks, I think it's all you can eat, pancakes and whatnot. And anyway, just coming off a of fast, I'll get off food right now. So, uh, mm, mm. it's good. God is doing so many good things. And we've been learning about giving. You know what the great thing about this is? Because we've been investing in the kingdom. Because we, you know, God is showing us keys. How many believe God shows you keys? The Bible says the Holy Spirit reveals mysteries to you. In other words, when we pray in the spirit, you might not, you know, Lord, I don't even know what I'm praying. I you know, and we'll help you with that. Usually like on our first Wednesday, I wouldn't miss this first Wednesday. Um, I'm, you know, we're going to just believe God for a, a, just a move of his spirit, uh, in, in healing and prophetic and all of that. And, and, um, we're going to, as the year goes on, we'll have some other guests on Wednesday. We had Denny last month. We don't have a guest scheduled for this month currently, but we'll be working on that as God gives us the grace and who to do and, uh, all that. And Pastor Gary, I've asked him or Drenda to to come and they're looking at schedules and whatnot so trying to get all that worked out and when and and it's all going to be good but God is moving we're gonna we're gonna believe that he's going to touch you in such a way that I mean it's like going to be your best year yet the the things that you didn't understand why they weren't working before that he'll connect those dots and you'll be like oh hallelujah you know it'll you'll figure that out that's kind of a Christianese term in that but you know you'll just say yes uh, but it'll work, and, and we're believing God for great, great uh, manifestations of his spirit. Here's the cool thing. This year, I'm just telling you, this year, this is going to happen. We're going to be adding a third service. So I'm just letting you know. I'm not sure what that will be, and as the leadership and the headship, uh, we all determine that, and we're going to be talking about that with our dream team a little bit today. But that's going to be coming sometime this year. And, uh, and that's a wonderful thing. We're going to add another service because God is doing so many wonderful things. We want more people to find Jesus Christ in this city. So we're excited about what he's doing. I hope you're excited as well. We've been talking about giving, and uh, we've been talking about what the Bible says about giving, not just what we think about it or what somebody else has said. There's people that go to church for years, and you know, it's kind of like I came in uh, when I grew up, my dad uh, liked the Cleveland Browns, so that has been where I've always liked the Browns. Really, I don't have a reason other than my dad liked the Browns. I mean, I, you remember the tearaway jerseys? Remember those? Remember Greg Pruitt and the tear, 34 tearaway jersey? And, and they'd rip that jersey. The jersey would fly off him. He'd run like 85 million yards for touchdowns. They'd call every one of them back because some guy in the back's holding somebody else in a headlock. A holding offense. Oh, what did I do? And I'd be like, you know, but anyway, we sometimes we like something just because somebody else did or we don't know. People leave churches and some of them don't even know why. But well, so and so did. And they're mad. So I'm leaving. We've had people leave churches or know of people leave church because of the paint color on the wall. You know, we had people leave a church. We pastored a church in Pickerington, and we changed the name of the church because the Lord instructed us to. Went to the, the district in the Assemblies of God and said, we want to change the name. How do we go about it? They were thrilled. Here's what you do. We did all that. We went to the leadership and said, you know, hey, we, we feel the Lord wants us to change the name. Everybody was, oh, yes, great. That's awesome. The name was awesome. We loved it and everything like that. 
in two weeks, I lost 60 people. Because of the name change. We didn't change our preaching. We didn't change the doctrine. We didn't change... I would have called it the house of pancakes, for crying out loud. I mean... You know what I'm saying? People, sometimes we, our mindset is just if we don't understand it or we have learned it or something else by gossip or whatever, I'm not, mm-mm, I heard that's not good, so I'm staying away. I want you to understand how the kingdom works so that you have a working knowledge in your heart as well as your mind so you can't be manipulated. You can't be somewhere. I mean, we are emotional people. You know, what well, you're raw, raw, sis from Bob, yes! You know? Sometimes you ever been in a service where you felt like I'm signing away my mortgage and then go, God, I have nothing. Can I tell you, if God didn't tell you to sign away your mortgage, that's why you have nothing. The Bible says that he wants you to prosper as your soul prospers, as your mind, your will and your emotions. But everything must line up with the word. We're not going to try to give you gimmicks. We're not going to try to give you you know, things, if you give $23.23, we're going to believe in the next, you know, and I understand, and, and if God told him that, that's fine, I'm just saying, he hasn't told me that, I, there's been times, we, I'm, I'm a work in progress too, but I've found out that if I put my hand to something, because can I tell you this, in the kingdom, there is no money in heaven, did you know that? Heaven isn't operated by money, his streets are gold, His gates are jewels and pearls. He doesn't need money to operate in heaven. Faith is a currency in heaven. That's how we get. Money is what's needed here. So money is a tool. So we're going to talk about that today, about the spirit that's on money. So we're going to talk about the title of today's message is Breaking the Spirit of Mammon. Now, we've talked about the heart test. We've talked about who's on first. We, last week, we, you know, who's first in our life? Uh, have we put God first? We, we found out it's possible to give 10% and not really be tithing because we didn't put God first. We talked about that first portion, redeeming the rest. So uh, and I just, you know, again, I want to thank Gateway Church and Robert Morris. So much good information, but I wanted to share this with you, and I want you to, to catch this so that you leave here and go, you know what, I'm, I'm good. This is great. You don't have to worry about who's given on your right or your left or behind you or in front of you. You just have to do what God tells you to do. That's pretty cool. That is a great thing. Say that again. Boy, I like you. That is, you're a good, that's pretty cool. Awesome. <laughs> I'm going to catch a fox and cut his tail off. Yep. <laughs> now, I know since I said, may the force be with you, we're going to turn in our Bibles to the book of Luke. <laughs> I am your father. No. Luke 16, uh, 9 through 15. Somebody's happy they're off the fast. <laughs> All right, this is what, and it, this is in red because somebody's talking that we need to pay attention to. Okay, so listen to this. And I say to you, make friends for yourselves by unrighteous mammon, that when you fail, they may receive you into an everlasting home. He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much, and he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? If you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? 
No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one, love the other, or he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Now the Pharisees, who were lovers of money, also heard all these things, and they derided him, and he said to them. Now, before I read any more, listen to what they just said. Now the Pharisees, who were what? Lovers of money. You need to underline that in your Bible. This is why. You are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your heart for what is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. So the word mammon appears four times in Scripture. It appears three times in Luke, which we just read. Uh, and it, it appears in Matthew 6. And it's the same verse that's quoted here in Luke 16. So we want to talk about what is mammon. And we're going to, most people say mammon is money. So I'm going to clear this up. I'm, we're going to answer three questions today. And uh, we, we think mammon is money, but here's the first one. What is mammon? Mammon is an Aramaic word which means riches. This is what the word mammon means. Not just riches in itself. Mammon was the Syrian god of riches. And so it came from Babylon, and we talk about Babylon. We've talked about Babylon, and Revelation talks about Babylon. And most aren't sure where it comes from. It comes from the Tower of, of Babylon. And uh, Babylon means, or Babel, means confusion. And the word Babylon means founded or sown in confusion. And that's where the word, that's that phrase, sown in confusion, is coming from. So remember the Tower of Babel. Uh, and we're familiar with the Tower of Babel, and the Tower of Babel was a prideful project. It was the people that was an arrogant spirit, and they they said we're going to build a tower to the heavens, and they didn't need God, and they were going to be able to do everything on their own, and that is the spirit of Babel. That is the spirit of Mammon, and so Mammon says you don't need God, you need money. And Mammon tries to replace God with things. We live in a very materialistic world. It gets close to Christmas time. Every commercial is going to be geared towards toys and towards things and and adult, you know, we're going to adults cars. All the cars go on sale. Buy a car for Christmas, you know, and the big red bow on the car. Or buy the jewelry. Buy this and all of that. And the kids are all toys and this and that and clothes and and sales and and there's nothing wrong with having nice things. You just can't let nice things have you. So we have to understand. But the spirit that rests on on money is that spirit of mammon. So we're not talking about money, but we're talking about what rests on money. So I want to make that really clear. Again, we're not saying money is evil. We, we read in just the scripture, we're talking about what rests on it. Are we all right? Okay. <laughs> That's why the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. So it says the love of money. That's why I told you to look and see what the Pharisees, what the Bible said, they loved the money. And you need to see that because it's not that money is bad. It's okay to be wealthy. It's okay to be prosperous. It's okay to be rich. You just can't be in love with the wealth. Does that make sense? I, I, you know, we have to understand where that prosperity comes from. And so that's what we're going to talk about. All money has a spirit on it. It either has the spirit of mammon, okay, the spirit of mammon on it, or the spirit of God on it. It's one or the other. That's why, listen to me now, that's why your money has to be redeemed. That's why that first portion that we talked about redeems the other nine. Because it, it breaks that spirit. Give your neighbor a high five and say, I get it. You have to understand I'm, I'm, what I'm trying to get you so that you, under, you see what's going on so that you can apply it and then God begins to go, oh yes, 
you're getting it now. Not the spirit of getting, because in all these years, and I'm telling you, we came up in denomination and all kinds of stuff, and it was all thrust that if you give this, you know, you're going to get the hundredfold return, and everybody needs to give this. And I, you know, everybody wants, I, I think you can give expectantly, because I think God wants that. But I think if your heart is just giving to get, we got a problem. We have to understand the principle behind while if our principle is like, you know what, I just want to increase the kingdom. I'm going to show you today and you're going to connect the dots. We're going to figure this thing out. So you're going to leave here going, yes, I don't know about you, but I like feeling good about who I am. I like feeling good about whose I am. And I want you to have confidence in how God is using you and how you are his kid. Now, some of you right now are going to say this. Well, Brett, you don't even know. I have been such a lousy steward of what I've done, or I've done this, or I've did this wrong. Can I say God loves you no matter what situation you think you're in? I heard this illustration just yesterday, and I thought, how good is that? If my son, let's say uh, Zach is out there, he's hanging on a tree limb, and he's maybe 12 feet up in the air or so, and he climbed the tree, and, and he slipped, and he grabbed on the limb, and he's yelling, Daddy, daddy, and he's let's say he's 10 years old. Daddy, help me. I can't hold on. Okay, Zach, hold on a second. Let me see how good you've been. I'll, yeah, yeah. Kim, has Zach been pretty good? Dad, I can't hold on much longer. Just hang on, son. I'm just seeing your report card. I'm going to see how good you are before I come and help you. Has he cleaned his room? No, you know, that's my son. It doesn't matter at that point whether his room is clean. I'm going, to, I'm going to help him because I don't want him to get hurt. You need to understand God's, his, he, wants, he wants to save you. He wants to help you. Whether you've messed up royally or, or whether you've not messed up much, it doesn't really matter. He wants to, wherever you're at. That's why you don't have to worry about who's around you. God, just take me where I am and make it work. Help me to make it work. So we're going to connect those dots today. So money has either the spirit of mammon on it or the spirit of God, and, and that's why it has to be redeemed. We give that first portion to God. Um, let me say this. Um, we talked about the, the, the feeding of the 5,000. We talked about the, the little boy and his, and his lunch and, and all of that and how that happened. And I, we're going to go through that. We have two more weeks of this, and I'm gonna, well, I'll share that story, and I will share how that multiplication happens. And I'll share how that works. I will. I'll, I'll, I'm not going to hold it. I'm not going to give you, you know, don't you love those people that I'm going to give you the recipe, but I'm not going to give you the one ingredient you need. We had somebody like that in the church. She would give out a recipe, but she would leave out just one thing. So it would just be off. She needs slapped. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> I want to share everything that I'm that I know that I'm telling you because people ask me all the time How did that happen? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this is how it happened. This is how this works This is how the kingdom operates to the best of my knowledge This is what god has shown me Brett. Have you arrived? No way I, I'm just like you. I'm on my journey But he is showing me things and if, if if it's working and this is how the kingdom operates It always works by covenant and it always works by faith and, you know, just like you can pretend that gravity doesn't work, you can say it doesn't work, but there's, there's laws, and laws, that's how they work. If I jump off the building, I'm going to say hello to the ground, because <laughs> gravity's going to work. I, I have to do something that will supersede that law. 
That law of lift have to, has to be in activation to get that to change. I'm going to show you some things in the kingdom that will help you understand if I do these things with my, my heart being right to God, I can't lose. That's right. You can't lose. That's a pretty good guarantee. So anyway, um, God will protect money and bless it if his kingdom uh, is being, if it's put under its dominion so that it can be multiplied. If you remember when all of that stuff was presented to Jesus, it left. Now listen to me. The spirit of mammon is on stuff. When it is put into the kingdom, it now changes kingdoms. Can you say amen? Okay, so what I'm saying is, if, let's, let's make this practical. If someone says, well, you know, here's what I do over in my house, and you come over to my house, I want to do what I do in my house to my house. Well, if that's not how I operate in my house, you're not doing that in my house. You're going to do what my house says. Okay? Kingdom works like that. Well, we did this, all this, and this is under the spirit of mammon. Okay, well, now if I have given that to the spirit of God, it changes kingdoms. Now, listen, here's what I want you to picture. Because God has all power. Turn to your neighbor and say, God has all power. But you were given authority. You have the authority. He has the power. You have the say-so. That's why... There's so much. That's why in Mark it says you are to say to the mountain. Why are you? And see, we tell God about our mountain. We should be telling our mountain about our God. We should be speaking because you have the authority in your domain, in your dominion. And when you speak and you take and bring that into the kingdom, we now give that authority to Jesus Christ. And now he has legality because you put it in his dominion. You have taken it from here and brought it. If you go buy something from the store and it comes to your house, it is now yours in your dominion. You say how much it, if it's furniture, you wax it, you wash it, whatever. It's yours. You are the one that, that pertains to that. So that's what I want you to see. It has to get into the kingdom for it to operate in kingdom law. You have the authority to do that. Okay. <clears throat> You see, money that has the spirit of mammon left on it, it can be eaten up uh, by the devourer. Mammon promises you everything and gives you nothing. Mammon is a liar. It promises you only what God can give you. Now, I want you to think about this. Mammon says, if you will serve me, if you will serve money, if you are just after money, if you're just trying to get rich quick and you're just, oh, money, 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 money by the pound. You know, if you, that's what you want. Uh, Jesus said you can't serve two men. Two masters. So I want you to understand, mammon's looking for servants. It's looking for people that will serve it. It promises you security. I wish I had enough money. If I only had enough money, then I would be secure the rest of my life. If I just win the Powerball, if I just... <laughs> I had a lady tell me one time, I found $2 on the grocery market floor, and I knew God wanted me to go and play the lotto. Doggone it, it didn't win. I don't know what's the matter with God. Okay. If I had enough money, it will make me secure. If I win the whatever, if, you know, if the publisher's clearinghouse comes to my house and, you know, do you know if you look at the record of people that have won those gazillion, bazillion dollars, most of them are flat broke within years. They have just, they are not good stewards of it. They don't know what to do with it, and it ruins their life. Mammon promises you, now, let me just say this. We'd all like to have millions and millions of dollars. 
But we have to have it with good, solid teaching. We have to have it with the basis of God. Everything I have is yours. What do you want me to do with it? I'll show that to you. Anyway, mammon promises you significance. It promises you importance, freedom, power, independence, peace, love, joy. And you can't get those from mammon. You can only get those from God. But it promises, you remember, that the enemy is always trying to mimic or mock God. He's always got a counterfeit of something. So he's always trying to do something. Mammon says you can't get them from God. You need him. Jesus said you love one and hate the other, or you'll be loyal to one and despise the other. And many believers, I've found, despise God over finances. They're mad at God because of their finances. Now listen, don't shut me out, listen. Because if you despise one, it's because you have been, listen, the Bible says this, you've been loyal to the other. If we are despising God, it's because we've been loyal to mammon. I know I'm saying that in love because we've, we've done the same thing. God, why didn't you come through? God, why did you know, and we Because my heart was all twisted on looking at things, not God's way, but the way that would just make me the most happy. Or that I thought, God, you better do it my way. I don't think God ever checks with me about how I want to have things done. <laughs> See, you know, we, there was times in our lives, I think, when, you know, Kim and I, we, we served mammon. We didn't even realize it. I mean, we just were. Um, and so we were being loyal, and then we would despise God. Well, we, I, we, why didn't this happen? I want answers. Why didn't that happen? And there, there could be answers. Obviously, there is. But one of the answers might be our heart. Because our heart was looking for something else. God says he'll meet your needs. God says he'll meet your needs according to his riches. It doesn't say according to yours or mine or it says according to his. Last time I checked, I don't think he has a lack of anything. So, but my mindset in our mind and our temporal world is it's all about, well, here's how much we have in our, we're, we're, you know, this is what our account says. This is what this says. This person has a lot of money. That person has a lot of money or this or that. I just need somebody to do this. I understand that to a point. But it's a hard issue on who we depend on. Jesus says you can't serve both. Our hearts are really looking, if we're not careful, for money and not to God. And I've been guilty of that. Can I say this? Mammon is the spirit of the Antichrist. I want you to hear what I'm saying. I mean, it's kind of sobering, but I want you to hear what I'm saying. It does not rule through the threat of nuclear war. According to the Bible, it rules through the threat of being able to buy and sell. Think about what I just said. Revelation talks about, you know, what a loaf of bread will go by at a certain time, you know, and all, I mean, and everything, if you want to be in the marketplace during that tribulation period, and, and God willing, if you give your heart to Jesus, you won't be here, okay? But it's all about if you want to buy and sell, you have to have the mark. Why? The spirit of mammon. Mammon says you won't be able to provide for your family without money. You can't buy and sell without me. I'm the answer to all your problems. So here's the things we think of. Here's a couple things. We either think we need God to come through, which that's a good thing. God, I need you. Or we need somebody to give us money. Now, I want to say this, and I, I, I'm going to say it as, as best I can, and I don't want you to think bad of me. Okay? Um, you know, ministry isn't always easy. And I've had to look at things, and God has had to change my viewpoint. Um, I've, had to, I've had to say, God, I, I can't depend on people for provision. 
I've had to depend on you, and I've had to change that. And I'm telling you what, I, I sleep a lot better because of that. And that's awesome. But there have been times before I, even when I, before I was even in ministry, and we've, maybe you've been guilty of it as well, where you're talking to someone, and you're as slyfully as you can tossing out hints. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you know, boy, I... Because the whole time you're hoping that they're just going to catch that and go, I'm just going to give you because that's what you want. Now, do you need it? Sure you do. But our heart in getting it, is God not big enough? Or do we have to manipulate someone to make them feel bad or guilty or that they have to help? And that's not easy for me to say. I'm just saying I've been guilty of that before. That's been a long time ago. But I've had to repent of that because God is big enough to supply all of my need. You know what's great? Is there been times that we have, you know, since then and we've, we're learning that and I've learned that and walk in that principle. We didn't say anything to anybody and people would show up at my house. Some of them are in this room right now. I never said a thing to them and they said, God told us to give you $1,200. Here you go. And I'm just like blown away. Tears start coming in my eyes. Didn't have to say anything. You know why? Because God said, I'm big enough, Brett. I'll tell them. Don't you worry about it. I'm telling you, if you understand this, if we would just say, God, I trust you. He's, Mammon's looking for servants. He's looking. He's always trying to compare himself to God. He wants to be your God. Jesus never told anyone that their answer to their problem was more money. He never told in, he never told one blind person, not one leper, not one prostitute, not one deaf person, not one lame person. They never came up to Jesus. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus never said, what you need is more money, dude. <laughs> mammon is very subtle because mammon will come in and tell you and it'll twist things. It'll tell you if you serve him, guess what? I'll give you more money and you can help more people. There's truth in that. If you had more resources, you can help more people. We, you know, as more resources have come in, we're going to believe we're going to help more people. But we're not going to go about it the wrong way. Because mammon will try to get in and get you to twist your attention, listen, onto it instead of God. And that's wrong. Jesus said, or God said this, you can have all these trees. Adam, check it out, man. The garden is yours. Work it, dude. You can have all of this. But that tree, keep your grubby little fingers off of it. That one's mine. Of course, God, that's a paraphrase. God didn't tell him that, man. So what I'm saying is God, he doesn't share glory with anybody, anybody. He's not second to anybody. And when we understand, God, it is all you, man. I am just sold out for you, then I'm good. And then things go into motion that you don't even see. He could tell somebody, we've had people states away that have just sent a check. Oh, you were on my mind. God told me to do this. You know, and I get a check for a few hundred dollars or something. And I'm just like, Lord. You know, there's times we didn't have, can I say, I mean, we didn't have any money. We didn't have any money. We had no money. Zippo, zilcho, nada. And just like, and here's what we're looking at. And so people ask me stuff. What should I do? I can only tell you what the word says. We'd look at it and we'd be just like you. You know, we, we're getting our, our check and we're like, okay, God, we need food. We need bills to pay. What do I do? 
and we decided, Lord, we are giving you the top 10%, no matter what. It doesn't make sense. I could rationalize and reason it away. God doesn't want me to starve. But if we read that scripture, it says, don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear. He'll supply. So we would be like, God, I'm just trusting you in this. I love you more than I love Walmart. You know, sometimes I don't even like to go to Aldi because I don't like to have my food thrown back at me. Because then I got a, I got a bag at myself. I do like Aldi. But, you know, sometimes just like, oh. Um, but so we would give. We would tithe. And we just trust God. Not knowing. And we have come home. It's a true story. What are we going to have? And the kids are there. You know, and they're just, they were little. What are we going to have to eat, Mom? What? You know, they're just tiny. And, uh, and, you know, we're trying to be inventive. You know how that is. You're going to look in your cupboard and, you know, Big I dream of genie. <laughs> We're gonna make leftover of something. Guess what? Uh, I, I can give you a, a recipe for lunch and delight that my dad and mom gave me when we were growing up. You might not like it, but hey, it helped. Uh, so anyway, but we we pull in the drive, and there I still to this day I remember five bags of groceries sitting on our front porch. I t- I don't know how they get there. I don't know who put them there, and they were loaded with great stuff. I mean, not like I mean, just like name brand like pop tarts kellogg's <laughs> not like you know somebody can't even spell pop on the box here you go here's some poop tarts you know <laughs> i'm just saying good stuff so the kids the kids would be like you know we're like hey carrie let's do the uh, you know so we look like um, snow white and the seven dwarfs hi ho we're walking in the kitchen and the kids are carrying boxes of mac and cheese and they're happy And we're just like, God, you're so amazing. You know why? Because you put him first. And that first portion redeems the rest. You got to be careful about the things you get involved in. Some businesses have, you know, they're all pyramid whatever. That's illegal, but you know what I'm saying. It's all get rich quick. It's all, you know, and, and you give me this and I'll give you. I'm not against businesses. I'm not against entrepreneurship. As a matter of fact, I love that. Just be cautious of what you get involved in. You know, if mammon is not a, a spirit, how come it can talk? Uh, I've heard it. You've heard it. Your teen has heard it. You have to have the right clothes. Uh, you have to have the right cell phone. Um, you know, everything has to be hip and hop and, you know, all cool. And I mean, I grew, when I grew up, uh, the, we didn't have, we had Adidas shoes. I remember those and Converse Converse was huge. And, uh, and I remember I got tennis shoes from Wells. Remember Wells? Yeah. 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 Holocaust people went to Wells. I think I'm, (laughs) oh, sorry. (laughs) Well, you've been delivered, sis. I mean, I remember getting a shirt, and I just put the shirt on, and the buttons started breaking off when I was just trying to button them. But I mean, I had these shoes, and and uh, anyway, and, and I remember buying my first pair of Converse, and I thought I could almost hear angels sing. I was like, I am so cool, and so you know. Then I wanted everybody to see him. Hey, how you doing? Why is it when you get, this is totally off the subject, why is it when you get a new pair of shoes, somebody has to come up and go, new shoes? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it talks, and we got to pay attention uh, 
to God because mammon will say, if you pay attention to me, you can get some more money. Here's number two, uh, is money evil? Money is not evil, it's neutral. The Bible doesn't say money is the root of all evil. It says the love of money. Again, that's why I had you look at what the Pharisees said. The love of money, the worship, the service, the greed, the covetedness, the selfishness. That's what we have to watch out. Money is a tool. It can be used for good or for bad. It can be used for eternal purposes or temporal purposes. It's okay to use money. I mean, you know, if you put gas in your car, that's temporal. You're going to put more gas in your car. God understands all of that. So that you just have to understand money is a tool. Luke 16, 9 says, And I say to you, make friends of yourselves by unrighteous mammon, that when you fail, you can underline that word fail, they may receive you into an everlasting home. And that sounds like the verse is saying, use your money to get friends, buy your friends. That's kind of, if you read that quick, you kind of think, you know, if you help people when they're short, then when you need it, they'll help you. I understand that. And maybe there's some truth to that. And partial of that is, is true. But the word fail there, the one I had you underlined in the Greek means die. So that verse is literally saying, when you die, these people will welcome you into an everlasting home. That's what it's talking about. It's simply saying, use your money for good things. Lay up your treasure in heaven, and it's safe from everything. So, you know, with the focus of eternally, God, what do you want me to do with what you have given me? So I want to do some eternal good. That's why we invest in people. Um, because, you know, that's all you can... Who's going to heaven or hell? People. Luke sixteen eleven says, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to you uh, your trust the true riches or who will commit to your trust the true riches so if you haven't been faithful in the money you've been given who's going to commit to you true riches to you and so what are true riches that's people your church family your family your extended family your neighbors uh think about these three words people last forever there's never been a hearse pulling a u-haul that stuff doesn't go doesn't go with you uh so people last forever and they're the only things that do. We have the eternal soul. So that's what's going to happen. So the true riches are people. Now, I'm responsible for people as a pastor. And there's a lot of people that make TLC work. Not just Kim and I. People behind the scenes, like she said, from people dancing in the parking lot, changing diapers, you know, making sure that you got your, your giving statements, all of that stuff. I've, you know, I don't count any of the deposit money, any of that. People count that. They sign off on it. Deposit slip matches all that. That all gets filed. Every check that you write, if you write a check here, it gets copied and filed and all that stuff. I don't do any of that. Okay? People make all that happen. People, we have people that pray. We have people that do all of those things. So the Bible says if you're not faithful with your money, how can you be trusted with true riches, people? So I want you to think about what I just said. If, if you say to your, you know, God, I'm not going to give you any money. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to, I refuse to tithe. You might tell me to, but I'm just not going to. Pastor, what can I do in the church? I don't know. What could you do in the church? You see what I'm saying? Because if you're not willing to understand that true riches are people, but yet you're saying, I want to hold all of this to myself. I don't want to be a good steward over what God has given me. Then, you know, really, I, I'm just going to love you. I'm going to let you. But could I use you to help people? Probably not. Not in ways that you, you want. So we have to, we have to put a whole new perspective on it. Hebrews tells us that uh, the under shepherd of the body of Christ, that one day I have to give an account. See, that's what I have to do. Um, for what I did with his true riches, with his sheep, what I taught you. Now, so what, Brett, are you saying if I've ever had money troubles, I can't do anything at church? Absolutely not. It's not what I'm saying. I've had money troubles. 
I, I understand that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if our hearts are hardened to the things of God, God is all about people. That is his heartbeat. If we don't want to listen to God's heartbeat to get people saved, we need to relook it if we're really committed to Christ. Because that's his heartbeat. For God so loved the world. It doesn't mean he just loved the good people, the bad people, the rich people. You know, God loved the world. He gave. We have to understand his plan is, and in Peter it says that all would be saved. He wants everybody to find him. So we have to look at that. If you've chosen to serve mammon instead of God, it's going to be hard to say, you know what, I, I don't, your heart's not going to want to really serve people, and we want you to serve people. <laughs> Here's question number three, and I, it's 10 to 1. I've just got a few minutes left. Uh, what should I do with the money? What should I do with money? And this is a pretty simple answer. Be a good steward. Be a good steward. God's looking for good stewards. Um, let, let's just do this. Let's just say God is on this side. This is just an illustration, by the way. God is on this side, and uh, hurting people are on this side. Illustration. Not meaning that the people on this side are hurting, and not meaning that the people on this side are God. Illustration. In the middle, all of us are in the middle. Okay? So we're, you're not really sitting here, and you're not sitting here. We're all standing here. God is here. Hurting people are here. And he's saying, i got to get some stuff to these hurting people. So we have to meet their need, really, before we even tell them about Jesus. Is that true? Because who, they're not going to care. They, wanna, they, they can't see him. They just see the need. So we help them. And if we are saying, God, what are you wanting me to do with what you've given me? You see this person here, I want you to help them. Okay, what's God going to say? And the people that are, let's say we're standing in the middle and they're saying, I'm not doing that. I'm not helping those people. They deserve what they get. God's going to, he's going to say, I'm going to get some more, get some more resources to that person that's helping that person over here. Get some more over here. We got to get some more resources to him because they want to help them. And then once we help them, they go, I, I don't even know what to say. Then we go, let me tell you about Jesus. Why I can help you because he gave me this so that I could give it to you. He what? Yeah, he was telling me to help you and I just want you to know how much he loves you. No matter what, even if they go, oh, I'm not believing, they can't deny the help. You see, what we talked about before is we'll say, well, people that are very wealthy or they have a lot. Well, of course they can give a lot because they have a lot. We have it backwards. They have a lot because they give a lot. Let me put it in the kingdom. This is what the kingdom says. The good stewards get more. The bad stewards don't get any more. Now, I mean that lovingly, but I'm just saying that's kind of how that principle works. If we understand, God, this is, I'm just the, I'm the funnel. I'm the boy with the lunch. I don't, this is all I got. All I have is a little bit of oil. You can have it. God says, yes. Get some more to them. Get some more to them. I'm telling you, if you can understand that principle, if you can say, God, I just want to, because our mindset has been duped by mammon we've been we've been taught we just you know we got to give to get we got to give to get we, if we give we're going to get this a thousand return and is that true yes you could do that but that's it can't be your mindset i mean you know as you're being faithful with god he just starts blessing you 
He just starts doing things. Because he's faithful to that. Remember the three guys that I brought up here a couple weeks ago? And I said, well, we're giving them each $10,000 every month. And they only had to give 10%. I wanted them to give $1,000 to Kim every month. And the one guy gave $1,000 like clockwork. The next guy gave 2000 I think that was Wyatt, wasn't it? <laughs> and then the third guy, that was Furman. Doggone Furman. Remember, Furman, Furman gave her 700 the first month, 400 the second month, and we hadn't heard from Furman in the third month. So we cut Furman off, and we gave what we were giving Furman to the guy giving 20% just because, man, this dude, he, he just wants to be a blessing. More resources. More resources. Now, you can say and you can argue with me all day long, but I'm telling you, it's a kingdom principle. Just because you don't like it, he's not going to change it. I'm just, I can't, you know, I'm sorry, we're signing a petition, God, and we have 75 names that say we don't like the way you do that. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> That's not doctrinal, sorry. <laughs> if you're listening by CD, just pretend you didn't hear that illustration, okay? Sometimes people say this, Brett, I don't even have enough of this unrighteous mammon to even worry about. I mean, I just got so much. I mean, I got hardly anything to make ends meet. What I got isn't going to make a bit of difference. Now, listen to me, and I love you, and it never will. You have to start with what you have. Start where you are. Use what you got. Do what you can. You don't have to worry about, well, so-and-so can give. Wonderful. You are not so-and-so. You are you. Do what you have. Do what God's telling you. And God will, he'll bless you from that point. It's your attitude. Luke 16, 10, he who is faithful in what is least is faithful in much. He who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Can I tell you this? The little bit you have is a test. Think about that. He's not going to give you more if you won't do anything with the little. You know, we, we do things like we're doing some things with Maddie now. Just saying, here, you do this. It's a test. I'm not, I'm not shy about it. It's a test. You prove me this. I'll give you more. Does that make sense? He's testing you with what you have. If you won't give now, you won't give when you have a lot. Because people say, oh, I'll give when I have a lot. No, you won't. Listen, I have lived that out. We've, we've li- where we didn't have hardly, I mean, you know, sometimes you don't want people to see what's in your wallet. Because <laughs> moths fly out. You know. <laughs> we had a waitress and, and you know, and, and Kim Kim is a giver. She's just, I want to be like her sometimes. I'm glad she looks the way she does because I don't want to look like that. I want her to look like that. (laughs) Anyway, we sat there in this restaurant and she said, honey, we need to to really tip this girl. And I'm just thinking, girl, we are on here on a blessing. What do we, we will, we don't have any much money left here. And she's like, we need to do that. And this is what she said to me. The same thing, I'm just, I'm telling you what she told me. I said, Kim, we can't, we can't afford to give now. That's what I told her. You know, she told me, if we won't do it now, we won't do it when we have enough. So we gave her the tip. And the girl cried. And you know what? God restored. He brought to us more. Because here's, now here's what he's, he's testing you. What's your heart saying? You see, it's not how much it is, it's whose it is. It's not mine, it's God's in the first place. 
I'm going to sum it up in two things to do. Be a good steward and generously. Ask God, what do you want me to do? And here's the thing. I want to have my wife come to the keyboard. It's enough. You might think, Brett, it's not enough. You know, I, I teach my kids to tithe. If they make, if they make 20 bucks, they're given $2 out of that. Well, that's not necessary. Yes, it is. It is because there's a spirit tied to that. So when, now listen to me, when my Mal gets married, I don't have to teach her about what's right and wrong. She's been tithing all her life. She's watched her dad and mom tithe everything. If they make $5, I remember telling Maddie, you got to give 50 cents. What? 50 cents. I don't want to give 50 cents. I know you don't, but you're going to, and I'll tell you why. And, and so I'd tell her why. You mean you'll make your kids? Yeah. You know why? Because they're under my dominion. It's kingdom. That's it. Man, if you'll just grab a hold of God. Don't give for just giving sake. God, just let me be a good steward of what you give me. And you watch 2016 be the best year you've ever had. Can I tell you, I just told Kim. I'm not, sometimes I feel like I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. You know, have you ever, you ever got yourself out of a mess and then found yourself right back in it? And you just, if you could have a rubber mallet, you'd want to go, do 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 What did I do? In just a matter of uh, a short time, God has paid off a debt that we had because we put our hand to it. We just said, God, I'm not doing this again. I had been and, you know, got myself out and put myself back in. Not, not major, but just, you know, just stuff that was hindering and, and binding and stressing God, I can't have that. I can't get up there and speak and be hypocritical. So he has to use me. He's got to work with me. So you, you, I'm the pastor and I'm far from perfect. But in just a short time as we put our hand to it, he's paid off thousands and thousands of dollars. I mean, just monies came in from here and there and in what I put my hand to and what he did and Awesome. It's kingdom. And we got two more weeks. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll keep teaching you what I know about the kingdom. But I want you just to take this journey with I want you just to trust me, trust God, be obedient. Would you bow your heads, please?